Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, Yes. gobble, gobble. Okay. So (laughs) today we are talking about wines that you might want to drink on Thanksgiving. So Turkey Day Vino it is, and that's the name of the game. We've got two wines for you today, so it is special because really, why not? I mean, it's an excess of food. It should be an excess of wine, Exactly. Yes, I agree. Um, So we have a red option and a white option today. I highly recommend having both options, red and white, at your... (laughs) turkey day festivities i highly recommend that you have all of the options all of the options yeah all of them so we already have one open we have a carignan we've been drinking it we yes we have sorry guys no that's you don't need to don't apologize oh you're right don't don't apologize uh it's that is a 2017 called the count's selection carignan from buena vista and it is made although buena vista is in sonoma county the grapes are from mendocino county Oh, that is interesting. And speaking of Mendocino County, our other wine is also from there. Ha! Huh. It's a coinky dink. It was actually totally unplanned. This is a 2018 Chenin Blanc from Hush. Hush. So we chose these two because these are both. I am um, really doing poorly at using a corkscrew today. I apologize. I'm sorry. We're going to hold it against you, Jamie. It's still going to open. It will still open. Yes. So we do have two glasses. One for red, one for white. Now, you don't necessarily need to do that at your table on Thanksgiving, but we'll kind of get into that. But we did choose these two wines because these are both good wines that would pair with your Thanksgiving meal. But there are lots of other options that we are going to go through and what they would pair well with. So on that note, cheers. Cheers Cheers to giving thanks. It smells really... So this is a... It's Chenin Blanc. It's very nice. While, while you're thinking about this, I just want to say, Oprah Winfrey says, <laughs> "Okay, focusing on one thing that you are grateful for increases the energy of gratitude and rises the joy inside yourself. So today, we're just grateful for wine. Thank you, Oprah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Oprah. But we're grateful for wine. I'm grateful for wine. And we're grateful for, for our DB peeps. And yes. so that's why we're bringing to you two wines, and we're going to give you the lowdown on what you should consider drinking with your meal. This is very aromatic. It is really aromatic. Before we get into that, let's talk a Mm. little bit about these two choices we have here. Yes. Do you want to tell us about your Carignan? So Jamie and I each chose. So Jamie chose the red and I chose the white today. Mm -hmm. So um, she's going to tell us a little bit about her choice here, her Carignan. Yes. So Carignan is, it can be spelled with an E at the end or not an E at the end. And it is primarily from France. But you can also find it in Tunisia and Algeria, which really? I've never seen wines from there. Um, okay. I guess I also haven't really looked very closely, but those are newer spots for me. Um, and the U.S. actually represents but a small percentage, but I will say I've been seeing a lot more Carignan come out of the U.S. So Buena Vista is, I believe it's the oldest established winery in Sonoma County. I, if you guys recall, I did join this wine club last year when I went to Napa. They have great wines. They have great weirder wines, <laughs> like less common varietals 
And so I think that they're particularly exceptional because you can you can learn a lot about different varietals that you wouldn't normally see or necessarily want to try. And I think that they're actually pretty affordable. So this Carignan is harvested from head-trained vines. I'm going to admit I don't really know what head-trained means, but when you do vines, you can kind of pick and choose sort of if you're going to have two shoots coming out or you're going to grow grapes off of one shoot, which can concentrate flavors more. There are all these different decisions that can be made. And so that is one of them. Um, it is from a canyon pocket southwest of, I'm going to butcher it, Ukiah. It's U-K-I-A-H. Okay. And the Caballo Blanco Vineyard, which is where this is uh, from, is an 80-year-old site known for producing distinct Carignan. So Carignan is also drought resistant, uh, which makes it particularly appealing to those climates that have an irrigation problem, I think. But it also was not a really widely used grape until more recently when they found out that they can actually make pretty good single varietal wines from this. I think it's usually just a blending grape. Yeah, I actually have a really good Carignan on hold for a future episode. Mm-hmm. I know it you do. It is delish. So what about this would be good for Thanksgiving? Okay, so let's talk about some of the notes okay. that we would get off of typical Carignan. So it is going to be more dried cranberry, which should seem like a no-brainer. Raspberry, tobacco, baking spices, and cured meat. So you're going to get a really good pairing, I think, with those brightly acidic items. When you have acidity, you also do kind of want to balance because if you have a wine that is super low acidity, it could not play very well with like a super high acidity yeah. meal. Mm-hmm. However, like Sangiovese is another, oh, I'm skipping ahead, but Sangiovese is another really great wine. It has a super high acidity because you need the acidity levels to kind of match so that it doesn't sort of fall flat. Uh, and the baking spices, also a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. With this being more of a medium body, uh, medium tannin, and slightly drier to a, perhaps an off-dry style, I think that you're going to find it's a very, it's it's not like a polarizing red wine option. Much like if you had a Cabernet Sauvignon, which could easily overpower what you're eating. Um, especially if you tend to fare for some of those lighter dishes. Yeah, I don't think that, um, I don't think that Cab Sauv is uh, on our list today. It's not. It is a common, it is a, a common one that people go to, um, but I, I think you're right. For Thanksgiving, it, it is going to be too overpowering. You I want something to complement your meal. You definitely do. I mean, and then there are some people who just say, I don't care. I want to drink cab, which is also totally okay. Do not feel like we're, you know, badgering you or bullying you into getting certain types of wines. No, I think that we are merely giving you <laughs> options because it is very overwhelming when you have people coming to your house. Oh my God, yes. And you don't, you have all this food and you really are like, what do people want to drink? I don't know, you know. Well, and then you're walking in the wine store and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to buy. And it can be very overwhelming. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, like hosting can be overwhelming. Yes. And then the last thing is you're like, oh shit, I forgot to pick up wine. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because so, you kind of want to see like what's on the plate, like what's on the menu. You know? What are you making? What is somebody else bringing? Right. You know, kind of figuring that out. Um, so yeah, um, this would be a really good one that again, would complement things very well. You get that dried cranberry. I think that could also go really good with, you know, like 
rosemary and I, I want to say oregano, but like rosemary and thyme and, and mm-hmm. spices like mm-hmm. that. I think that could be really, really good. So that's Karen Yen. Oh, and I forgot to mention this one's at 14.5% ABV. Okay. Karen Yen can be on the medium plus, so the slightly higher side. So 13 and a half is probably the lowest you're going to find Karen Yen at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see it closer to 15 too, but probably like 14 is a good is a good ABV if you're if you're focused on that. Yeah. What can you say about the Chenin Blanc? Okay. So Chenin Blanc is actually usually from France. Um, but mm-hmm. this one we have here, like you said, is from California. Um, now, they do make Chenin Blanc in California. A lot of times you actually kind of see it in more drug-type wine. Oh, is that right? That is right. But this one is not the case. It is one of the most versatile grapes in the wine industry. Like I said, it's from France, the Loire Valley, where it has been sweet wine, dry wine, um, and even sparkling wine. And and can you tell us what do they call it there? I don't know. What do they call it there? Vouvray. Oh, that is right. They do yes. call it Vouvray. Yes. So you probably will not see Chenin Blanc yeah. on the label. You no. will see Vouvray and know that that is always Chenin Blanc. That is true. Thank you, Jamie, for that reminder. So typically it has high acidity and it's light to medium bodied. You can get lots of different flavors. It's very aromatic, Mm -hmm. like citrus flavors, um, apple, pear, chamomile. Honey is very um, Mm. common with this one, but it's not sweet. It just can have a honey type flavor. Um, You also see a lot of this in South Africa. So really the places you're going to see this is France, South Africa, and California for the most part. Yeah. Now talking about this one here hush uh it is 13.3 percent abv it is a little bit off dry meaning there's some residual sugar but it does not taste sweet we have so many commonalities between our two choices today <laughs> because do. just like you said buena vista is one of the oldest wineries this is the oldest winery in anderson valley and it was founded in 1971. they are also right. big on sustainable practices they are very um, oh yeah what does it say on there they're fish friendly. This reminds and me not, of the Oregon stuff. And not meaning like drink this with fish, which I'm sure you could, <laughs> but meaning like that they are trying to coexist harmoniously with the watershed and they're certified fish friendly so that they don't use anything that would be harmful for the fish in the water that's close to them. Yep. So a little bit more about this wine. This wine is... Like I said. Oh, we do need to do that. It's off, right? <laughs> um, it has like citrusy aromas. I got some 100% grapefruit. Um, oh, definitely. Orange a little bit. Um, white peach. I'm going to I'm gonna say like orange blossom because yep. there's like a slight mm-hmm. floral note to it as well. So they say it's a perfect wine for any occasion from the picnic table to the dinner table. And you can I enjoy like with roasted turkey. Baked mac and cheese or fresh seafood. That's what they say. Um, the reason we chose this one, or I chose this one for Thanksgiving wine, is because it's got the acidity. So you really want a good amount of acidity when you're having wine with with all these types of food because it cleanses your palate. Yes. So this is perfect for that. And also, the flavors are appetite enticing. Acidity makes you salivate. Yes. I mean, you basically are begging for food. Yes. <laughs> if you have a dry, tannin, heavy wine and your mouth is dried out and you're, it's like really hitting you, like you can't go from food to food. 
And that's no. what you're doing on Thanksgiving. Yes. We're pretty much going from food to food. I mean, we're overeating it's a all of us are. Right? Indeed. So as you were describing that, I was thinking a little bit about how, you know, turkey can sometimes be dried out. I mean, yeah. we've all seen mm-hmm. like, is it is it Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. the Christmas vacation, when they go to cut in and it just goes because it deflated, it's it was overbaked. It's a common mistake to overdry your turkey. Yeah, and so when you have those heavy tannin wines that are really drying, you certainly, uh, that's going to be, I mean, a failure. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. That's why this acidity, which will do the opposite, it will make you salivate, it'll make you your mouth water. That's why that is such an exceptional pairing. Now, I would say, I would maybe argue... If you do like turkey with gravy, no, I'm not a gravy person. I'm not. So, oh my god, you're not. No, thank God, because people look at me like I'm crazy that I don't like gravy. No, I'm not on that gravy train. Thank you. No, I'm not saying. So, um, I, but I honestly think that if you had like a creamy gravy with your turkey, then maybe you could pull off one of those more tannin heavy wines. But for the most part, I'd say stay away. The food is like rich and fatty. Yeah. So you want something to cut that, and you want to not be. You don't want your palate to be tired, right? And it'll be tired with something heavy like that. This it won't be tired with. No, this see, I'm, I'm. This is lovely. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think that we are transitioning quite well into us getting into the meal, shall we? Now, now didn't <laughs> yes, we shall, we shall. Okay. And I also want to say that this hush on their website is thirteen dollars. So thirteen dollars. I mean, you can get a few bottles. To serve, you know, your yeah. friends and family, and it's not going to break your bank. Okay, on to the meal. Before you get to the meal, people mm. must arrive. Yes. <laughs> they got to get there. They got to walk wearing, in the door. Okay, are they wearing comfy pants? I would be so intrigued to find out how many people actually dress up for Thanksgiving anymore, and how many people just like, hey, I'm in my sweaties. Like, I feel like Christmas you dress up for, and Thanksgiving, not so much. We, I will admit that in my family, we typically don't dress up for either. The only thing that I dress up for anymore is Easter. Christmas, I just feel like you're going to church. I mean, some people. (laughs) Not all of us, but some of us go to church. Anyways. Yes. It just seems more of a formal type occasion. Although, like, really, I mean, all of it about is most of these holidays are about eating. So you should be going in comfy pants. Comfy pants. Okay, like so they shoe. enter. They enter so they the door enter. in what in their either drawstring comfy pants. <laughs> it's like that Friends episode with Joey, the maternity pants. Yep, the mater- yep. I got my turkey eating pants. Exactly. <laughs> so either we're doing that, or oh, we're in some constricting clothes where you're not going to be comfortable. And then you just want to undo the button. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, you are right. They walk in and you greet them, and you're like, ah. Can I offer you a beverage? Now, you could easily start with the ever crowd pleasing bubbles. Unless you're Sarah, in which case, yeah. You avoid that. However, because yeah, I would like to not have a headache, <laughs> I will drink your bubbles mm-hmm. always. I know. Uh, so, yeah, so you could certainly do something. I mean, I will mention this. So anything that's going to be bright and like you're not going to be eating food necessarily with it, it's just sort of like a welcome thing. Cava is great. Prosecco is great. They tend to be a little fruitier than, say, champagne. Cremant, which is made just like champagne, same grapes, cheaper, cheaper because it doesn't carry the champagne name. 
And basically, it can be applied to, it would be like Cremant de Loire or something, which would be Cremant of the Loire Valley, or they have it of other locations, Bourgogne, things like that, places like that. I mean, Prosecco, yes. that's also an affordable, good option. Do you remember? I bought like a $7 bottle at uh, Waterford yeah. one time. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Now, I also want to preface this by saying some of your guests might want beer or cocktails. Now, the cocktail thing, that can get complicated. But beer, I would say always have some good beer on hand. But you, you do have, the, good you do have the, the champagne of beer. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So Is anyways. that Bud? Is that Bud? I thought it was Bud Miller. Oh, Miller? Is that oh, right? No, 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 you're... Oh, my God. No, you're Shouldn't totally we right. know? We're from Milwaukee. It is Miller. It's like Miller High Life or something. Yeah, so yeah, you mentioned... Yeah, that's definitely Miller. Yeah. You mentioned cocktail, and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to propose something because this is what I plan to do, and I actually planned this, like, over the summer. I got this cranberry liqueur from a local distillery out here, and I remember I went to this tasting and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to drink vodka straight or rum straight. And then all of a sudden they were like, cranberry liqueur, we recommend putting this with sparkling. And I was like, what? Sign me up. So it's like a different type of mimosa. Mm. And cranberry kind of sets your palate and sets a tone for Thanksgiving. So I thought that was super so do appropriate. You put, do you put this in your champagne? Yeah, in your sparkling. Or your yeah. sparkling? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so it, I think it's going to be, I mean, I prefer my mimosas to be sparkle heavy. I don't Orange just do juice. a splash of sparkling. It's no. mostly just a splash of OJ. Well, what's the point? Exactly. And so I think that that's what this would be like too. So, but you could certainly do other cocktails. I mean, old fashions might be a little too heavy, but there are certainly some creative options if you are not in a yes, wine family. However, we're focusing on wine. We're DVP and we drink wine, so... I mean, we assume that you like wine. Yeah. Okay, but then going from our welcome, we start with a little appetizers, which you could also carry these bubbles yeah, through. Yeah, so I think, and now you're probably thinking, well, how many wines do I have to have? Am I going to need one for every course? No. We're just giving you options, and then you decide what you want. What kind of food are you going to have? Is it going to be heavy in one food or the other? So in the beginning, if you are having apps and people are going to be lingering for a while... It's a good option to potentially have some sparkling open. Yeah. And you can get some pretty cheap I, sparkling. Okay, for everybody listening, Kirkland Prosecco. Oh, Costco? Costco. Costco. Actually, pretty decent. Really? Pretty good. Yeah. It's actually quite good. So. so, I feel like Costco always has these like amazing surprises. Yeah, that's definitely the cost-efficient way to go. All right. I'm going to give you this recommendation for an appetizer one. Okay, go for it. Bear with me. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm bracing myself. Are you on the edge of your seat? I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, I, I need some more wine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you still have red left. Oh. <laughs> you guys, everybody. double fisting Do- on this episode is getting a little complicated. Cheers myself. Yeah. She really did just cheers herself. I had nothing to do it with It was that. really loud. So, okay. we have Vino Verde. Oh. Are you familiar with Vino Verde? I know it's from Portugal. You are correct. Yes. And what... Oh, is you, it what green? Else you, it's it's called the green grape. Yes. Little green, Vino Verde. Yep. Verde means green in Green Latin, wine. That's what it means. Right? And probably in Portuguese, too. Yes. I always thought that this was a grape. It is not. It's a region, isn't it? It is a region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it can be, it, and it also does not refer to a specific blend. 
it could be a blend of grapes and they're typically like white local grapes from Portugal, excuse me, from Portugal. Um, however, so it's like Portuguese white table wine from a certain region. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I hate to call it table wine okay. because it's actually, it can be done really, really well. I'm going to try to be super quick about it, but basically it can be made excellently in single varietals. Okay. It can be made excellently as um, blends too. However, single varietals might be Alvarino or Albarino. Okay. When we're talking about the Spanish version of it. Or Lurario or Luriero. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. However... Um, these are actually, they have different characteristics. It's almost like with a Chenin Blanc. Like you're not quite sure what you're going to get out of it because it can have so much variety. Now, Vino Verde is not, it was not commonly exported outside of Portugal. And so a lot of places in the U.S. like wanted to import it. And so it really put on a lot of pressure for the winemakers to really kind of just get stuff out the door. And so it really wasn't like that quality. So I would say that from that perspective, it was probably more like a table wine, but it can be done exceptionally well. And you can have, especially with Alvarino, excuse me, Alvarino, it can be more tropically and have like lemon characteristics and be high in acidity, much like I think we've got our here Chenin yeah. Blanc. Conversely, the Lurero, again, sorry, I'm butchering it. It's typically acidic, just the same, but it tends to be a little bit more floral, which some Chenins can be as well. So I think that this is, I've also, sorry, another plug for it, because uh, I had friends who brought it to a wine night once. And it's, it is a cousin of Sauvignon Blanc, so it has some of those greener um, herbaceous notes as well. But it can be slightly effervescent. Yes. Which is so delicious. I know you like the bubbles. I do. Yep. I don't need a lot of bubble. It's just very refreshing. It's like a LaCroix, but wine. LaCroix? LaCroix. LaCroix? LaCroix. Is that really how you say it? You say it, you're supposed to say it LaCroix, but I like to say it LaCroix. I think it's a place in Wisconsin. Wait, that's lacrosse. But no, I think it's made in, <laughs> I swear. No, it's not. I swear to God. All right, we'll figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, so anyway. moving on. Take us to the next. Oh, wait, where are we at? We had appetizers. We, we had, had appetizers. appetizers and sparkling or potentially vino verde. Yep. Yes. If you, if you are really into wine and you kind of want to get nerdy about it, that's a good option too. Now we're getting to the main meal. Everyone's sitting around the table. What do you got? What do you got on your table, Jamie? There's usually a spinach, a cheesy okay. spinach souffle. Okay. And sweet potatoes. Okay. So, and by sweet potatoes, I mean all of the sweet potatoes. You have baked sweet potatoes. You have candied sweet potatoes. You have sweet potato with... What's the one with the marshmallows on top? Yes, with pecans and cranberries and brown sugar and marshmallows melted okay. on top. And it's so delicious. That's my favorite. Okay. But we also have like green bean casserole. Okay. That's that's a classic. Mm-hmm. And you have to have, do you have turkey? Oh, well, yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. Okay. Um, and we typically bake it. Also. Do you have like any starch type item besides the sweet potatoes? Um, I think, I'm trying to remember. We usually have like somebody makes regular mashed potatoes because the kiddos don't really like the sweet potatoes. It's a huge hodgepodge. Of course, to be it always is. Okay, all right, all right. So, what are you usually putting on your plate, Jamie? Are you are you doing like oh, a lot of turkey, or are you going turkey? Are you going meat heavy? Are you going sweet potato heavy? Or are you just doing like a little bit of everything? This is gonna determine what goes in your glass. Oh shit. Okay, so I typically hmm, 
I honestly, I feel like I don't end up eating that much food. Okay. But I try to sample a bunch of things. I'll okay. probably sample like six different things. So usually a spinach thing, um, the sweet potatoes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, turkey, obviously. Only crispy stuffing. I don't like the soggy shit that was inside the bird. I think it's disgusting. Okay. So let's say you're starting out with that green bean casserole. You're yeah. tasting some of that. We recommend, you've gotten through your appetizer course, we would recommend having a really good white and a really good red at the table, and then the guests can kind of choose what they want. And now as we kind of get into this, your white should be, like we talked about, have some good acidity. Um, and so things like this would be like Riesling, Gewürztraminer. Mm, Riesling. An oak Chardonnay. And then the reds, we don't, like we said, we don't want them to be overpowering. Soft tannins, something that blends well with dishes, like a Pinot Noir, a Syrah. That um, Pinot Noir that we had last episode was would be yep. a really good option. Perfect. A Beaujolais. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I could so see these that. are options. So anyways, you want these on your table. Not for you, as you start <laughs> out with your uh, green bean casserole, let's mm-hmm. say. It's green beans. It's a vegetable dish. You could have an Alberino. Because this what does well with green and vegetables and fish. So I would say if your table is going to have a lot of like green stuff, which I'm assuming most tables do, are not. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, I mean, it could go either way there, Sarah. No, but I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you have like a lot of like side green vegetables and salads and things like that and then if you do then an alberino is a good option because it pairs well with these things um also the i can barely say this grunier Veltliner. Oh, gruner Veltliner. thank you it is also colloquial known colloquially known as groovy Ooh, yes the groovy wine and then of course this chenin blanc that we're we're yeah. drinking here would be a good option as well um so if you're having a lot of veggies, let's say that. Now, now, let's say now. we're getting towards those starches. Okay. All right. So let's say Lay you're loading. Let's say you're like, screw the vegetables. I'm loading up my plate with all the mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes <laughs> that are there. What okay? should you drink with mashed potatoes? So you can drink an oak chardonnay or white burgundy. There's enough acidity there. To cut through the creaminess of the potatoes, but it complements it because Chardonnay itself is That's a little true. bit creamy. That's so true. So it's actually the perfect pairing. That's very true. I guess I never thought about that because you know my aversion of Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The key is unoaked or very lightly oaked. Wait, didn't you say though, I feel like you told me before or we read that for cornbread... Oh, a slightly oaked yes. or oaky Chardonnay would be good. And you know what? I would normally be totally averse to that suggestion. However, it piques my interest. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So cornbread. I want to try it. Cornbread, you know, is delicious. I love cornbread. So good. I'm um, actually salivating thinking about cornbread. It's mm. so good. But you probably want a Chardonnay from a warmer climate to go with uh, cornbread because it'll have a more toasted yeah. flavor and then that would go really well. But you could probably pick a really good Chardonnay to go with both your potatoes and your cornbread. So I think if your table is heavy on starch with the potatoes and the cornbread, then a Chardonnay is a perfect white. Okay. 
The main meal, the main, main stars, core. the main core. Well, Piesta I mean, all resistance. This, what's that? Piesta resistance. Wait, no. you're talking about turkey now, I'm right? Talking, I'm talking about turkey. I'm okay. talking about the bird. Uh, the bird. Yeah. The bird, bird, bird. The bird. Bird is the word. Okay. Okay. So you talked about many of the many of the wines that you could look at, like Riesling, Gewurztraminer. Uh, Riesling, you probably want to go more on the dry side, though, right? Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Not even a question. Definitely the dry Riesling. Don't get the sweet stuff. Now, the sweet stuff could be saved for later. You could it do could more be, of the yeah, late harvest yeah, stuff there. But, but right now, we're talking about the turkey. Right. So, turkey. Zinfandel. Mmm. Give me so good. Beaujolais is one of those lighter ones. It can certainly be more of that light-bodied to medium-bodied wines. Barbera is another really good option. Oh my God, I love Barbera. Yes. You have raved about this Casa Smith Barbera, which is made by Charles Smith. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a white label. And is there like a deer or an elk on it or something? A deer. Yeah. So if you see Casa Smith Barbera on your wine shelves, try it. But that being said, Barbera's Italian. It is. And if you are scared of Italian wine, that is a great one to start with. Yeah. It is not overpowering. It's not like some Italian wine. You're like, my mouth is puckering. I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah. I need some food. Barbera is not like that. It is soft. It is fruity, but it still has a lot of the earthiness. I like it. Yes. And I think that your point about the earthiness is great because to me, that means that it will also pair well. Like in the event that you have like spinach or like mushrooms on the side, you're going to have more of those earthy flavors from that umami, if you will from those types of foods so that that's an excellent pairing now you mentioned the other italian grapes we did mention sangiovese before yeah i think sangiovese is fantastic it's chianti that's the grape that's in chianti yeah but i do think that there are some wines perhaps uh, the nebbiolo grape so that would be like your barolo barbaresco they can tend to be a little... I think that'd be overpowering. I think it will. I think it can be a little light and a little thin compared to what you might need for this type of meal, which it tends to be super heavy. But Beaujolais is very light and a very good option to pair with your turkey. And... It's perfect timing. Beaujolais Nouveau Day is coming up. So I didn't say Beaujolais <laughs> Nouveau. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> No. But do you remember when we did Beaujolais Nouveau, it was, Beaujolais Nouveau is like a fresh young wine and truly, like it pairs really well. It's a little bitch, honestly. It's a little bitch. Holy fuck. Sarah. That was so aggressive to Beaujolais Nouveau. It has its own day. I mean, I'm not the one who awarded it its own day. There's a lot of wine that have it. This is fair. This is fair. However. I don't think it needs its own day. I mean, it, I think it's more of a cultural celebration yes, than it is about the wine. I think that is very true. The wine sucks. Any sommelier will tell you that. It does. Get the regular Beaujolais. Get the crew Beaujolais. Don't get Beaujolais. But if you're going to get... I know it's cheap. I know it's cheap. I was just going to say. But you can find regular Beaujolais for cheap. Okay, that's my PSA. That is her PSA. That is Sarah's little soapbox for, for turkey <laughs> Or every day he knows. But Beaujolais is good. See, I struggle with regular Beaujolais. It is good because you haven't found the right one. So if you find the right one, it's got a good acidity, it's got some fruit, but it's got some earthiness, and it's light, and it will do awesome with turkey, and it is a classic pairing. Okay. (laughs) It's true. I really have not found my favorite Beaujolais, so I will not be bringing Beaujolais to Thanksgiving. So 
if you are in my camp, don't feel alone. Okay, so let's talk. There's one, there's another red that is sort of under the radar that I do want to mention because for those who do like medium plus bodied wines. Well, you said Zin, and I think we kind of. That's true. I did say Zin. Zinfandel is not your obvious choice given everything we just told you guys. Well, no, because it can certainly, but it can be spicy. It can pull in those spices. Cinnamon, it does really, really well with cinnamony dishes and more of those baking spices, and it has these dark fruits. Um, There are Zinfandels that can be a little lighter in body. Yeah, there are. And you can ask someone at the store for that. Now, I'm a huge Zin fan, so for me, I think, because Zin is not huge on tannins either. No. So, like... But you will still have if you if you really have a crowd that is into the dark red wines, mm-hmm. this is a good option. Yeah, one one we found many articles that sort of provided recommendations for specific wines, especially those that are like budget friendly. And one of them, and I apologize, I did not write down how much this was, but it specifically mentioned four vines biker. In pa- from Paso Robles. Oh yeah, I actually have that. Have you? Do you have that? I have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I want to say that it was probably listed for maybe 16 to 18. I could be totally yeah, off base, I think but it's about that. in terms of Zinfandel, that's actually a pretty decent price. Um, another one, and this is this is more off the beaten path, kind of like the Carignan, but Valdiguier. Okay, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. It's V A L D I G U I E. And it is typically a French varietal. However, there are Valdiguiers that come out of the U.S. And one of them I had was also a Buena Vista. My God, that shit was delicious. It was so good. And I mean, I would I would probably buy a half a case of that, to be honest. But um, there was another one that I bought that I assumed that I drank at some point. But honest to God, I cannot remember drinking it. Shit happens. And this was actually recommended by one of the Psalms who was interviewed for this article. It was it's called Folk Machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so and it has this bright pink label and a yeah. camera on it. It's like and I wish that I could remember drinking it. It just means we gotta get another bottle. I know. But anyway, so that is another really good one that but that is also probably more difficult to find. So unless you go to like an actual wine yeah. shop, uh, you know, boutique shop, like you might Again, not know are you going to be, are you just trying to find something or are you going to be wine nerdy? That's true. That's kind of where you're at. Good point. So you were saying there is a kind of Another one. one. Yeah. Another Turkey. red that is, oh, it's so good. Uh, Cabernet Franc. Okay. It's the parent of Cabernet Sauvignon. And I know we talked about it in our first Cabernet Sauvignon episode. So this is typically... Because you love it. I know, I do love love it. it. It's so... I don't know. It's just unique. So we talked about having a lot of greens, like green foods on the plate and stuff like that. Cabernet Franc is notorious for having this green bell pepper scent, like no on the nose as well as on the palate. And I don't know how else to describe it, but say that it's awesomely different, but it is very smooth wine. It certainly does not have as much tannin as Cabernet Sauvignon, and it tends to have a little bit lighter body. So that's why it really pairs well with turkey, because it doesn't have that drying effect that we just talked about. The Loire Valley produces some better-known versions. 
Um, but they oftentimes, much like the Vouvre that we talked about with Chenin Blanc, they oftentimes don't put Cab Franc on the label. So you'd be looking for a red wine from the Loire Valley. California also does a lot of things. This Justin Justification from Paso Robles, I've seen it. Justin? Yeah. Justin's got some good-ass wine. I've never had it. I have a bottle. I've seen this wine countless times. good. So yeah, so Cab Franc comes out of Cali, New York, and even Washington. Depending on the climate, you're going to get more or less of that green bell pepper note, but oh, it's good. I, I know you love it. Okay, let's recap our turkey wines. So we've got some Riesling as an option, some Zinfandel as an option, some Beaujolais as an option. Um, you mean your damn Beaujolais. Some Cabernet Franc. If you want to go Italian, Barbera is a good option. Ciao, Bella. And then the V1. You want to... Valdiguier? Valdiguier. That's what I'm going to say. So that's for you winers. So there's a lot of options here that we just gave you. Okay. A lot of options. So now... Can we move everyone on? Everyone is... In like, a food coma. The and what comes trypta, out? Trypta... What is it called? Tryptophan? Tryptophan. Oh, tryptophan. Tryptophan. Yes. It's yeah. putting everyone to bed. So yep. you got to like that's pull what's out... That's in turkey. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So you got to pull out the sweet stuff so yeah. people can then like get a sugar rush. So that they can drive home and leave your beautiful house. In a mess. In and, complete and, disarray. And hopefully not crash, right? Okay. I've so, definitely fallen asleep. What's in coming out? Oh. Sweetness. Well, oh. Pie, right? What? Pie. Pumpkin mm-hmm. pie. Pecan pie. Apple pie. I literally just said pecan. Isn't it pecan? I say pecan. Normally. Oh. I don't know. My words are changing. I don't know what just happens. Um, we also typically have like some brownies. We have, in my family, we have a couple birthdays. I know you do too. That are around this time. And so sometimes we'll have a cake of sorts. How about cherry pie? Any pie. So what, what should we be drinking with our desserts? Because, I mean, we could reflect back to our food pairing episode. Well, at this point, everyone could be passed out on the ground. So it doesn't give a shit. And nobody gives a shit. Just drinking, not caring, and just, if they want to drink, could be drinking whatever is left. However, if that's not the case, and if you really are looking to pair something with your dessert, which is most likely pie, and if it's not, that's okay. Maybe there's some ice cream, because I love some ice cream. I love yeah. me some ice cream. Anyway, or maybe you have ice cream with your pie. That's That's the best option. Okay. You probably want to do a sweeter wine like your port or your sherry is yes. a good option. And some of those have those caramel flavors, which yep. work very well. Like sherry has some caramel flavors. And those are there's, fortified wines. Mm-hmm. There's, so these are sweet fortified wines. Now, this is where you're like, if you really like sweet Riesling, this is where that could come in. Or, I mean, you could certainly do the late harvest Riesling or you could you do... Same Moscato? No. Okay. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Mm. No, I mean, you could, I guess, if that's your jam. But no, I'm so I was going to say Sauterne. Oh, I, that, I should know. That, that is like my, I, that is my sweet that's, wine that, that I would your, drink. That is your favorite. Because yeah. it's not sweet as in like you feel like you're just basically eating table, sh- like granulated sugar, like, I don't know, dissolved in a glass of water or something. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, it's honeyed. It's, um, Oh my god, it's just, it it tastes like melted honey, but like cold melted honey, which is like the weirdest thing to describe it as. But sometimes it tastes like grilled pineapple. I had one at a Bordeaux tasting, and I was like, "What is it? It's like grilled pineapple kebabs." Okay, in grilled a wine. pineapple's delish. Uh, yeah, we've had that at your before. Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but yeah, that is 
certainly another dessert wine that's a little off the little off the beaten path. And please remember, when you have these dessert wines, you do not pour like a full glass. You could. No, it's like a shot glass. But it's almost. meant to be, you know, like a small, yeah. like... It's a cordial. A cordial. It's a cordial. So be cordial to it. <laughs> so dumb. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> and it's on the podcast. And it's recorded for everyone to hear. Mm, indeed. After you've given them all that deliciousness... And you yeah. shoved him out your door, and you've yeah. locked your door, and you've turned off all of your lights. Mm-hmm. What comes Are next? Are you lying on the floor? I mean, I probably, like, make my way into my bed, but... There's so much to clean up, and I don't really know what to do now. So... so am I either going to face plant? My mom, my mom, she's listening. She, hi, mom. My mom will actually stay up and wash all the dishes. That would be me. Before she goes to bed. That would be me. I've done that after wine nights. Like, there was one time I pulled out... I am somewhat embarrassed to say this, but I'm also somewhat proud. At the time, and yes, I've acquired more since then, but I had 21 wine glasses to wash because we did a side-by-side tasting. I stayed up and I washed all 21 of my glasses, and it felt so good. Oh, yeah, no, so that's me. I can't go to sleep. Okay, so We talked about this in the germ episode. Yes, so two things. One, if you don't want to wash all your wine glasses, you can get plastic ones. Recycle them, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two, if you have the means to have somebody home over that you can pay to do your dishes, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But, I mean, that's not really... That would be really awesome. ...for most people, but, I mean... Maybe you have like actually a teenage kid that you those, know. Those those Govino plastic glasses, oh, they're yeah. like nicer quality, but you can actually put them in the dishwasher. They're kind of oh. expensive for plastic okay. glasses, but they are again, they go in the dishwasher and they're actually really nice and they have one of those thumb pulley things. Reusable. Um, yeah. All right. Um so everyone's gone. You're crashing or cleaning, I don't know. And finishing then, your bottles. Then what oh yeah, for sure you are. Then what happens? I was gonna say you go to sleep, but then the next day you got leftover turkey and shit. So you gotta make. Of course you do. Who doesn't have leftover turkey? Let's not go there. (laughs) Okay, sore subject. Let's say if you do have leftover turkey and you decide you want to make some sandwiches, like afterwards, what what can you drink with that, Sarah? Because the wine party, the vino party, is not over. No. It continues. It continues. So what what can you drink? So I think you can drink Merlot if you want a red. Oh, I like Merlot. <laughs> I like Merlot a lot. Because it's soft and fruity and there's not a lot of tannins. So it's like the smoothness will go well because your turkey sandwich is probably going to be pretty damn intense. Yeah. Actually, I was I mean, going to say too, like if for those that make like turkey salad, you know. Yeah. Um, you could also probably do like Sauvignon Blanc. I'm thinking. Gonna, that's what I was say. If you're going to do a white. Yeah. You could do this Chenin Blanc, honestly. You could do that too. Yeah, this, this is, Shannon is pretty damn good. This is good. Do you? Should we talk about our wines? Sure. Oh, I like this quote you have here first. <laughs> Wait. Okay. After a good dinner, one can forgive anybody, even one's own relations. I think we mean like relatives. Yes. Oscar Wilde. Yes. That's good. That's good. I like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. That is funny because, um, like, you've had enough food and drink, then everything goes. Yeah. All right. So, should we start with the, the white or the let's red? Let's go red. Okay. Uh, let's go white. Okay. 
Um, so I get, I like it a lot. I mean, which is probably why I bought it and we both bought it from a wine tasting. Um, you're right. Um, okay. Color wise, color, this is super pale. Light straw. It's super light. Absolutely. Um, it is, it's just, it looks great. The viscosity is a little bit on the heavier side, I think, because it has some residual sugar. Look at those legs. Yeah. Yeah, wait, um, what's the ABV again? 13.3? Yeah, which is decent yeah. for a white. Oh, that's, I think that's um, high for a white. Yeah, so, but flavors, like, definitely honeydew, definitely, like, pear. Um, again, I get the orange blossom. Yep, I, like, it smells kind of like when you first go to smell it, you kind of get that citrus grapefruit. Yeah. But then when you kind of get into it, you get more of those other fruits. Yeah. You also get a little bit of like maybe candied lemon. Like I'm picturing there was this lemon candy that I used to get. It's a French candy. Oh yeah. It's delicious. Do you know what I'm talking about? The hard candies? Yes. From the tins? It's delicious. And I don't even like lemon flavored dessert and I love that. Those candies. Those, I, that, that's what I'm, and it's not, again, this is not like an overly sweet wine. It's just that. It just reminds me of it. It's good. It's good. I really yeah. do like the Chenin This is good. I enjoy it. When we first opened the bottle and I poured, it actually seems slightly effervescent to me. So it one points that that way too. Maybe that was just in your brain. It could be because yeah. you know you know me. All right. Now, the Carignan. I just cheers myself. I need to get the Chenin out of my mouth. Okay, so this so, color-wise, I'm calling magenta. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It's for sure, and it's. I mean, it's certainly like a medium, but it's kind of opaque, actually. There's uh, my Crayola box. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the Crayola. Yeah. I think Sean stole my Crayola box. I know. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, taste wise, dark blueberry, and there's like a little bit of tannin, but not even like just very, very slight. Uh, it's super, super slight. I don't know. Do you swish it? No, I didn't swish. Should I swish? Swish or do the mouthwash? Do the psalm slurp. I think that there is some tannin. I think that... Are you getting it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think that there is some tannin. It's all about... I'm sorry. I'm going to say this for a second. Wines can... You need to play around with how you drink wine because if you just drink it just like you drink water or something, like, no, you're not going to get anything. It's like you're drinking water. So you won't pick up on everything. But... You take it, if you swish it in your mouth, like mouthwash, or which is actually a tactic that sommeliers do, or if you do the psalm slurp, which sounds like a horrible dance, but it's true. I know. It is. It is. But yeah, yeah I, you can certainly pick up on different things. So, it, you know, one thing that I learned, can I tell you this? Yeah. I just got a new book. You guys may have seen it on Instagram. It's called Wine for Normal People. It's by Elizabeth Schneider. It's super I would say that this is perhaps another new go-to book for people who are interested in wine but she described she's like you know how in sideways they go like to smell but she actually says you should act like a dog and just take tiny sniffs of it like I like that better and because then it just like is because otherwise you might overwhelm and you won't yeah. actually pick up on the nuances. So just Agreed. short bursts. Agreed. Good oh. tip. I thought that was a wonderful. So thanks, yeah. Elizabeth. Good tip. Um, so, yeah. On the nose here, though, I feel like it's more plummy. It's a little more like um, 
like, like super spicy. ripe. Um, yes, but super ripe, like blackberry, brambleberry. I get the leather. I get, I get, a get bit of uh, leather? maybe a little leather. I get the dark, dark blueberries. I could say maybe blackberry in the taste. And then like you definitely spice. Get, yeah, you definitely get that oakiness on the back end. And I think that that just pairs really well with, you know, other fun things in what you're eating, to be honest. So that's that. Can I leave you with another quote? Yeah. In light of Thanksgiving okay. and all the things that it represents, is Ernest Hemingway wrote in The Old Man and the Sea. Oh. <clears throat> Now is no time to think of what you do not have. Think of what you can do with what there is. So think about what's all around you. Think about the people you're around, the place that you're in, everything that you have in front of you, and be thankful for that. And, yeah, show gratitude towards that. I like it. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful turkey day. Enjoy that trip to fan and um, <laughs> sleep well. <laughs> sleep well. And if you have any questions, shoot us an email. DVP yeah, hit up your DVP peeps at gmail.com. We would love, you guys are like in a dilemma with some food situations. We'd love to hear about it. So get that bird. Happy Thanksgiving. If We're grateful vegan, for then, you. Then get vegan. that potato. All right. <laughs> or that cauliflower. I don't know. Cauliflower's hot. Okay, yeah, it's hot. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, thank, we're grateful for you, DB Peeps. We will we talk are to you again soon. We are grateful for you, DB Peeps. I'm grateful for you, Jamie. I'm grateful for you, Sam. Uh, okay. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers, cheers from, from the, the girls, girls of DBP. DBP.